a Valentine's Day color. Oh, Seventh Heaven. Oh, no. What do you need, Smack? <laughs> do you think that Jay. Valentine's no, Day, <laughs> do you think that, that people with certain types of color blindness wonder why Valentine's Day is all about green? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think so because and the main reason that I think people with certain types of colorblindness think that Valentine's Day is all about green um, is because it's never been they, they don't know that they're colorblind nobody's ever told them and also nobody's ever told them that Valentine's Day is all about red and pink yeah they all think it's about green and green seafoam and, and, and seafoam I love seafoam seafoam is so romantic kind of foam. it reminds me of doing it on the beach <laughs> getting sand all up in my oh speaking of seafoam I was just watching a video on Twitter of someone in Ireland a video I was I was watching a video on Twitter of someone in Ireland and I thought that it was, at first I thought it was just like a ton of snow in Ireland. And I was like, oh, man, that looks pretty. And then I realized the snow was gooey. And I was like, I oh. That it was so seafoam? Yeah. Well, and then, so I thought, oh, it's someone made like a little maquette or like a snow globe. And that, it's just like weird gooey snow. And then I read the caption. And it was like, it's foamy. And I was like, what? What do you mean it's foamy? Like. How does foam get over? And then I, and then it was high winds, and yeah, it was like people's homes like and lifting yards it up. with feet of foam from That's the sea. So weird. And it was so I bet gross it and gooey. Horrible. Probably like smelled fish. like dead fish. Yeah. Ugh. Like a. Fish Some people market. would love that shit. They'd be like, "Yeah, I'm real fucking hungry. I could eat. I could eat <laughs> ten pounds of salmon." I would and love I, for and- me to get a McDonald's <laughs> fillet of fish right now. Dip it right into this foam. <laughs> Fuck the McRib, I want that fillet fish. And then they just yell at their bass on the wall, you know, the talking singing bass that they've now rigged with a raspberry pie to order McDonald's. (laughs) 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 They just say, fish, order me the good stuff. And it's like, McDonald's version. coming. (laughs) It's Ireland's version of Siri and Alexa. (laughs) We both have really great Irish accents. Order me the usual good stuff. I could really get some salmon. It's a Southern American. <laughs> oh, geez. Ooh. Everybody, welcome back to AAWY, the and also with you podcast from Affable Idiots. Every week, join all us, you know, the two of us here, and all of your other lifelong friends as we laugh together. <laughs> Share secrets. It's not really a secret, but you guys don't know it, but the... The garbage folk hadn't taken our trash in weeks because of all the snow. Uh, really? And finally they came today. Yeah, it was awful. It was ridiculous. Uh, Is it because, because you, know, you didn't people, shovel or just that they didn't come down your street well, because it was icy? People or? don't shovel. I don't know if you remember, but a lot of the time like, they'll shovel in front of the buildings. But they don't yeah. shovel the crosswalks. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, And yeah, so yeah. they couldn't, they can't get the the dumpsters and whatnot. Um and so our the the homeowners association manager, I assume that's who that guy is, the president of it or whatever, and our really freaking loud upstairs upstairs neighbor, um, two separate people, <laughs> uh, were like breaking up the ice every morning, just waking me up, pounding at the ice, going to Pound Town on the ice. <laughs> uh, and they finally came today. They were supposed to come yesterday. I don't know. We've got like over a foot of snow 
accumulated. And it's just been well below freezing for like two weeks. So it's not going anywhere. And we're getting four more inches to six more inches yes. tomorrow. Yes. <gasps> Speaking my dog of going to pound town on the days. ice. Yes. It's what? My dog didn't poop for days after we <gasps> first got all this snow. She was like, it's too cold. I, I can't poop on the sidewalk. I'm a lady. But now she'll just poop on the sidewalk. <laughs> Uh, do you think, speaking of Pound Town on the ice, do you think that Chris Yamaguchi has ever had sex on an ice rink? It's like out in the middle of the ice. I don't know if she has, but I bet Tanya Harding has. <laughs> Tanya Hardon on the ice. Do you think, now here's, here. if the answer is yes, do you think it's because they did a routine, they were practicing mm. the routine on the ice, and it went so phenomenally well that some yeah. onlooker was just like, that was incredible. I have to have you right now. And they ran out on the ice, and then with consent, they did it. If it's not that one, then it was a partner routine. I think it's happened uh, twice, maybe. Maybe it's that one, but then it's also a partner routine. And it's one of these things where everybody's suspected that there's something going on, but, but nobody's ever admitted to it. Nobody really knows. And then they do this like romantic dance routine. And they just, it goes off without a hitch. And then at the end, you know, they come to their thing, you know, their, oh, their final pose. And then they, and then Christy snaps up and looks into their eyes. And then they look back into Christy's eyes and they're looking into each other's eyes with their eyes. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they embrace and they start doing a makeout session. And they're like, we're only gonna do a makeout session, and then and then it ends up being sex. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of it. Like, it's a session. Like, it's been reserved. Like, we've got the ice rink signed out for the next twenty four minutes. <laughs> we have scheduled a we've makeout had a session. Practice session. <laughs> now we're gonna do a makeout session. <laughs> yeah, it's all in the books. So they can they can get their you know making sure that the time is appropriately allocated. So that right. everybody gets their a correct amount of time on the ice. Correct. Very good. Great, <laughs> great discussion. Or what if they break down the ice into like quadrants? And so they only have the <laughs> one quadrant and they're over there like making out and having sex. And other people are in their quadrants practicing and whatnot. And they're like, what is going on over there? Oh, your there? blade is slipping over to my quadrant. <laughs> <laughs> That's, we know so much about ice skating, figure it's skating. True. We're basically figure skaters ourselves. Oh, well, that, that's the secret. <laughs> We've shared the secrets. And I would say with that last conversation, we even strengthened our friendship. Already. In this off-color, Mr. Rogers-esque show. I, that's me, myself, <laughs> am one of your hosts, Jesse Neal. Hello, nice to meet you. Good to see ya. <laughs> And with me here, I've got Chad Michael Ennis. Uh, hola, me llamo Miguel Guadalupe Santana Ennis. Yo tengo escuela mañana. You do have school tomorrow. Uh-huh. It's the two of us, and it's all of you lifelong friends listening and watching across the world with David Attenborough. You know, because he narrates a lot of these nature shows. Does he? <laughs> Planet Earth. Uh, you know, every time I hear David Attenborough, I always think of David Tell instead. Which is a very different human. David Tell used to do that insomnia show on Comedy Central. It was a late night show. Oh, yeah. Very different guy. David yeah. Attenborough has a much more soothing, wonderful voice for like planet earthy type shows. Mm, and yep, obviously yep, yep. for the right. 
for the documentary that will one day inevitably produce about affable idiots and the making of the podcast. Correct. <laughs> Assuming David Attenborough is not dead or has been brought back to life through some sort of future science. If he reincarnation. has passed future by the time this happens. Reincarnation. Oh, I'm so happy to be here with all of you. And also with you, Jesse. Mike. Yes? I want to ask you a question. <sighs> and I need you to quiz? answer. It's a poop quiz. A poop quiz? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to answer honestly. Okay. If you had to choose between Sophie. becoming a vampire oh. or a werewolf, oh. which would you choose and why? Do I have the ability to ask follow-up questions? Sure, yeah. If I can answer them. Okay. <laughs> um, am I the hot kind of werewolf and vampire, like from, from uh, Twilight? Well, yes. We'll say yes. Like, you're the kind, you, if you're a vampire, you can still walk around in the daylight, but you can't eat, oh. eat food. Oh, I can't eat food. Okay, okay, okay. Here's... Here's what I'm gonna do. I mean, do. and you look like you're, you look like you. Okay, yeah. I'm so gonna do. I'm gonna do a werewolf. So if you think you're hot, then you, then that's pretty vain. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do werewolf. And okay, here's tell me why. why. Um, the first and, and foremost is that I get to die. Like werewolves don't live forever. I don't want to live forever. I don't want to live past thirty. Spoilers: I turn thirty-one on Wednesday. <laughs> I know. Happy almost birthday. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> I mean, technically, the day after you turned 30, you lived past 30. Mm. Because you hit 30 and you passed 30. Damn it. You're I'm still already 30. Dead. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no! I, just, I never want to be like. I watched a video of a woman who was like 110. Like such an old person. <laughs> I watched a video. Second time today, you said you watched a video. <laughs> but I, I watched a video of this woman who Wait, turned 110 and she was singing. A song like she used to be some I don't it was I know, a song you hate you hate old people and she just she looked like she <laughs> looked like someone people. stretched some muslin over an ant hill and that ant hill somehow was moving its mouth and out of it was coming Aah! and I was like I never want to be there I never want to that's not an enjoyable life for me and uh, so I don't want to get old. So I want to be able to die whenever I'm ready to die. So I want to be a werewolf. I mean, as a as a vampire, you can die whenever you're ready to die. You just have to stake yourself. <laughs> just you got to figure out how to set the stake up on the ground and then fall on it in the right way. <laughs> yeah. Or do okay. it yourself. Okay. D don't be such a wuss. Just stab yourself right in the heart with the wood okay. stake. Okay. With the meat well, stake. <laughs> but there, there are other considerations here. If I don't want to die, it's harder to kill mm. a werewolf. Silver bullets yep. are harder to come by than steaks. You can literally whittle anything in your home into a steak. And silver is more expensive than wood. Plus, there's garlic everywhere. Restaurants all around town, in people's homes. You can't see your reflection, so it doesn't matter that you're hot. So, I'm, uh, I'm not going to choose vampire. But also, yeah, I don't want like the, the propensity for drinking blood. 
Yeah. Like you, you always have, have to, to worry, like, am I going to snap and Especially like, kill my family? Oh. Whose blood am I going to drink while trying to avoid COVID? Whereas well, a werewolf, a vampire, you could like get you a sexy get cage COVID, during You're already the... dead. Yeah, but I could still spread it from one person that I suck their blood into another. It. Yeah. You could spread it. Yeah. And you don't want to do that. Like, what if you suck the blood of some poor COVID person because they need money to pay their COVID bills because the American healthcare system is terrible? And so they paid you to drink their blood. And then you go home to your lover and you drink their blood because you're lovers. And that's what lovers do. They share blood. <laughs> they share blood. <laughs> <laughs> and now your lover has COVID and then they die. And it's your fault. Yep. But not because you killed them drinking their blood, but really you did kill them drinking their blood. It was just a delayed killing of drinking of the blood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> all because you chose not to be a werewolf <laughs> right all this time you could have you could have been a werewolf <laughs> yep i like it i agree with you i totally agree with you plus yeah and then you know tr- to, to get around the like self-controlled while you're a wolf during the full moon like let's build a sexy cage with some restraints yeah. mm. Mm. put a put a nice a sexy uh pole in there and you can do some mm-hmm, sexy mm-hmm. pre-turning uh dancing uh-huh. excuse me i burped my prosecco rosé Nice. But you know, I'm not saying I'm changing my answer yet, but I did just think of another thing like if I choose to be a werewolf for those reasons and then I'm caging myself during the full moon, what's the benefit of being a werewolf? Where's the cool part of it? That's true. What is the benefit? I don't think there is. I think there's just not as much shitty. There's yeah. less shitty you whenever you're a werewolf. You probably heal faster, right? You got to think you have like a a faster healing time yeah. or something. I could probably grow my beard quicker. You probably smell more. Like not you yeah. have more of a stink, but you can smell better. But as you mean, you yeah. might have more of a stink. I don't know. Don't they play like baseball in the movie with the Twilight movies? Don't they play baseball and like werewolves are good at baseball or something? The vampires play it in Twilight. Oh, gotcha. The werewolves okay. don't. The only reason I'm asking this question is because I found a new trilogy. It's about vampires and witches. Oh. Um, it's, it's a TV show that Are all the was witches made female? from the books. Uh, no, there are males. There are male ones, too. But I think they're are just they called, called wizards or they called witches? They probably or call warlock? them wizards. They probably call them wizards. I think they call them wizards. I think. But um, it's a trilogy, and the first book is called A Discovery of Witches, and it's what the show is called. And I started watching the show, and I was like, ooh, you know, I'm in the mood for a dumb fantasy novel. It's been a while since I read, like, a dumb... Uh, this one's much better written than uh, than the Twilight books. Oh. And it's also... Well, <clears throat> okay. And the Twilight books were more for, like, children, young adults. Right. This well, it was is, written I mean, by it's Rebecca fantasy. Black, who was 13 years old when Friday came out, right? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> And this is this is more geared towards adults. It's at least that's how it's written. Um, it's a uh, it's better. Is it it's one better. of those sexy novels? No, not for really. Adults. No, I mean, there is obviously okay. there's a love story between a witch and a vampire. Like okay. you can't have a, that kind of a thing, and you don't have a love story. But no, it's not like a sexy. Uh, tell me a sexy story. <laughs> no, it's not smutty or anything like that. Um, and it's just I've been enjoying just reading like fun, dumb 
vampire and witch stories or, or these these books. And so that's where the question came from. Well, what would you? But choose? I didn't want to ask you. That's a hard. That's a hard question. That's why I yeah. asked it to you. <laughs> I would probably also choose werewolf, um, because. I don't want to like. I don't want to have the constant fear, you know, or while I'm around like humans of drinking, you know, of like killing them on accident because I was right. like mm, I'm a little hungry. Because I can be a real bitch as a human when I get hungry. Imagine, <laughs> just imagine if I was a vampire and I got hungry, I could terrorize a whole town or village. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I think I would probably also choose a werewolf. I think so. I, so. I mean, there's not a whole we lot of benefits. We are the benefit, idiots, the but... werewolves of the internet. <laughs> werewolves of London. Isn't that a movie? Werewolves in London? There's werewolves a werewolf of London. in Paris. Werewolf in Paris? Maybe Werewolf in London is related to that. Maybe it's also a movie, a sequel, perhaps? I don't know. Werewolf in London. I knew it was something. It's something. An American werewolf in London. There's definitely it... an American werewolf in Paris as well. Is there? So, yes. an American Werewolf in London is a movie. And then, let's see, Werewolf in Paris. Let's jujul it. An American Werewolf in Paris. Yeah, it must be like a series. So, America, an American Werewolf in Paris. It's an hour and 45 minutes long. It's a horror comedy. It came out in 1997 and has a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. 7%. 7%. But in IMDb, it's a 5.1 out of 10. Ooh. And then That's an American they don't explore werewolf. The scale. Explore the scale. Explore the scale. <laughs> <laughs> and then an American werewolf in London. It's the original. It came out in 1981. It has a runtime of an hour 37 minutes. And it has an 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. A full 80% that's more. 80% higher, yeah. That's... And it's got a 7 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh. It's pronounced Imi Dibby. Imi Dibby? Imi Dibby. Dibby will do. Any cock will do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what roosters say in the morning. Any cock will do! <laughs> Stupid. It's so dumb. I love it. Okay, what say we move on to the healthy what competition section? <laughs> what say? Last week we played America's favorite game, Phoebe Wall or Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and I got everything right. And then when I was telling Casey about that game, he said, what, what, what wall did he choose? The Hadrian <laughs> Wall? And I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it and I said I didn't know but I got it right I didn't know that was a wall but I said that could be a wall and it was <laughs> <laughs> this week we're playing a new game called name that Addy Ooh. so these are these are so I'm gonna give you like a question or like a description and you mm. have to tell me what it is or who it is or like what the word is I'm looking for and it has okay. Addy in the word Okay, okay. Most of these, or many of these, were found on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Not all of them. <laughs> Great. But a lot of them. <laughs> um, there are ten. What say we get started, hey? Let's do it. Okay. 
Round one. From Urban Dictionary. A fine, handsome, and sexy-ass, intelligent man that makes you smile and drip every time you see him. He knows how to handle business in and out of the bedroom. How low-key... You, you low-key want to have his baby. He makes all parts of you excited, including your mind. He smells good, looks good, and is good. Hmm, I'm going to say... Although there is, there's a 10% part of me that's that's hung up on this. I'm going to say it's a zaddy. That's what people call yes! a zaddy. Yes! That is a zaddy! I thought, the, the, the part that was that was getting me is, I thought zaddy was a gay thing. But it says, you low-key want to have his baby. And I was like, oh, I guess it is an, it's an everyone thing. I don't, it must be, because I also thought that. But according to this Urban Dictionary definition. Which is the ultimate source of truth. The ultimate source of truth. <laughs> uh, it's not it's not always a gay thing. It's it's a it's a fine, handsome, and sexy ass, intelligent man. All right. Because daddies aren't always fine, handsome, sexy ass, intelligent. That's not right, always all of those. No, this one I think you might get just based off of. I think you've seen one of these shows. Okay. Okay. So, Laura Palmer's bookish cousin, or the main character from HBO's Euphoria. Oh, but what is her name? What is her name? She's Mary Jane in the new Spider-Man movies. Oh, man. She's in The Greatest Showman. Yep. What is her name? She's gorgeous. I want her. Not her real uh, name. She's my zaddy. Oh, wait. Her real name is Zendaya. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. The character's okay. name. The main character's name. The ma Okay, sorry. Say it again. Say it again. Laura Palmer's bookish cousin. Uh -huh. Or the main character from HBO's Euphoria. It's her character's name. Okay, okay. Um, I can only really think of one person's name with an Addy. Does it have an Addy in it? It's Maddie. Is it Maddie? It is Maddie. Hell yeah, that's badass. That's badass. I am Your badass. Irish accent is just getting better and better. <laughs> 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 Okay, round I'm two three. Two for two. Two for two. Ooh. <laughs> From Urban Dictionary. Okay, okay. A South African expletive, often used to describe a right arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know if I'm familiar with this one. So, South Africa was colonized by England. The Brit. Right. So right, think about right. a word that they use. Yeah, yeah. But add a South African twist. A right arsehole. I'm gonna. This is this is probably not right, but the only British word I can think of with an addy in it is laddie, and it's more Scottish. I'm going to say it's a laddie, and the South Africans co-opted it into being a, a slur. You were close. <gasps> it's bladdy. Bladdy? What the hell because is bladdy? That sounds English like someone made bloody. it up to rhyme with laddie. Yeah. Well, yeah, basically. That's what the, they, they were like, I know that Jesse Neal is going to come up with this game. <laughs> However many years in the future. No, so they took the word bloody, and they um, put their South African twist on it, and so it's a bladdy. 
I thought the South African twist was just they add a B to the beginning of everything. <laughs> blah low, blah blah blue. <laughs> blah blow, blah blame, blame, blah blee, blee. Blah blah blue. <laughs> that would be awful. Nobody Her would know South what anybody's African saying. accent is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Chubby. Chubby story. Chubby hungry. <laughs> okay. Now, I didn't know this one. You might know this one if you know okay. this game. Ooh, okay. So, okay. for some reason, a lot of Eastern European streamers have misspelled this jump scare horror game with this word instead of the title character's real name. Mmm. Oh. So, it's a spoopy game that a lot of streamers are streaming. And it has an Addy in it. Well, the game doesn't well, necessarily have an Addy in it, but the, the game misspelling does not have has an Addy, Addy in, it. in it. Okay. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Oh. And let me think of all the spoopy ga- Wait. Can you read the last part of it? Is it? Are they misspelling yes. the game's name or, like, a character's name? It's a character. So, the game has a character. The game title has a character's name in it, and they have changed the name of the character in the title to a name with Addy. So, it's... Okay. Um, it's a jump scare horror game. They misspelled the jump scare horror game with this word instead of the title character's real name. Okay, okay. So let me think of spoopy games with jump scares. Alien Isolation. <clears throat> Outlast. That's all I got. It's neither of those. <laughs> Outlady. <laughs> Another laddie. What if all of these are just laddie? <laughs> and it's just one of them. It's a collie that saves kids from wells. What is laddie? Um, evil Within. Resident Evil. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to take a blank on this one. Uh. You want me to just tell you? Yep, just tell me. It's Freddy from Five Nights at Freddy's. <gasps> oh, damn it! <laughs> damn <Freddy>. it! Five <laughs> Nights at Freddy's. Okay, okay. That's a game that that game is so weird to me. Because it's a game that does not look appealing in any way to me as an adult grown person. And it does not look like it is intended for children, but it is huge with kids. Kids fucking eat that shit. And that bear, have you seen screenshots of it? I don't think so. Just Google Five Nights at Freddy's real quick and look at this bear that is the main character of this series. And it is fucking terrifying, but kids eat it up. Five Nights at Freddy's bear. Mm Mm-hmm. It is, it is not a kid's game, <laughs> from what I can tell. I don't like... I don't... Yeah. Yeah. His cat... Mm-mm. And it's like Mm-mm. like young kids, like elementary school, like five to nine, love this fucking game. I would not let my kids play this game. Not unless I wanted them to grow up to be serial killers. Yeah. You can buy a plushie of him with his razor sharp shark teeth covered in <laughs> goo. Yeah. He's scary. Ew, I don't like him. I can't believe I missed that. 
It's okay. Next Ought time. To <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Ought to be young. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. This is from Rick and Morty. Ooh, okay. Fart. Hopefully this will help you. Um, I like this name, okay. Fart. So, a guy who has a phone hotline where any full-grown adults who are avoidant and lonely can call him just to talk about things. If you call him repeatedly, Beth will be very disappointed in you. Oh my gosh, why do I have no idea what this is? I've seen that whole show like three times. <laughs> can you read it again? A guy who has a phone hotline where any full-grown adults who are avoidant and lonely can call him and just talk about things. If you call him repeatedly, Beth will be very disappointed in you. I have a feeling Jerry must call him a lot. So this... Jerry? <laughs> I immediately am thinking Jerry? Sleepy Gary, but... Um... <laughs> Sleepy Gary. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's her husband's name is Jerry. Um... Oh my God, who is Beth annoyed at people talking to? Her dad, Rick. She's annoyed at Gary talking to or Jerry talking to Sleepy Gary. She's annoyed at. Cool friendship. <laughs> <laughs> um, Frick, Frick on a stick. Frick on a stick. I've been watching a lot of Scrubs. That's, a, that's an Elliot Reedism. Sounds like it. Um, now I'm just thinking of things that rhyme with frick <laughs> instead of Addy. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Baddie. Bow body. <laughs> Ado Annie. Addy. We already said Maddie. Claddy. Fratty, we've already said. We've already said Zaddy, bird person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike Crumbopulous. No, Crumbopulous Michael. Crumbo yeah, Crumbopulous Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Gearhead. Mr. Me Seeks. I, I'm lost. I'm lost again. This is tough. You want me to tell you? Yeah, tell me. It's Taddy of Taddy Mason. Taddy Mason is that the guy. All. I didn't either. <laughs> 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 I didn't either. I just it's assumed Taddy you Mason and your like savant. One of the, maybe it was from one of those like episodes that's only the weird commercials. Let's see. Let's see if we can locate Taddy Mason. To D. Taddy Mason is a character who appeared in the episode Look Who's Purging Now. Let's see here. If we can. Oh gosh, he wears a football jersey with the number 22. Let's see. He's a guy who works a, high, a hotline where avoidant, full-grown adults can call him just to talk to him about anything. Ever since Jerry lost his job, he's been calling him day after day and even obsessing over him. He's also voiced by Justin Roiland. It doesn't say exactly <gasps> the episode he's in. I do vaguely remember this episode. Did you yep. Google him? Yep. 
He's light curly brown hair and has a white and orange football shirt with the number 22. Taddy Mason. That's such a taddy. What a white boy <laughs> name. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. You've got two for five so far. We've got five more to go. Okay. 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 I can rebuild. We have the technology. You can do it. <laughs> I'm dancing with my hands over my face for you. Okay. From <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Okay. An abbreviated form of the term graduation party. Mm. Often used to prevent a sentence that uses too many words. Mm. This one, it seems like it's really easy, which might be a trick, but I'm going with graddy. You got it! Yeah! <laughs> it's graddy. Oh, I needed that. Sometimes you just need a win. You just need it a just win. just feels good. <laughs> feels good to win one. Oh, you're going to love this, this oh, one. That's from, that's from The Office okay. when Kevin is like, when I forget what he won. Oh, maybe it was the Olympics. And when they the said Office Grady? Olympics. No, the feels good to win one quote. Oh. And he's like, you know, ever since his wife divorced him and left, or his girlfriend broke up with him or something like that, and he's like, he's been feeling really sad, and, and you know, it's, it's really hard to come to work, and I just, it feels good to win one. And it's just like one of those moments you're just like, oh my God, my heart breaks for you. <laughs> oh, that show is so good. Yep. I think you're going to get a kick out of this next one. I know oh, I did. Oh, it's a kick in the glass. Tang. Kick, Let's go. Kick in the glass. Okay. This is for, also from Urban Dictionary. Marvel's one and only thick purple titan. The only thing he's making disappear is your asshole's elastic nature. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this has to be this has to be a ginormously uh, endowed fatty. Yes, like a Thanos daddy. Yes, it's a Thanos daddy. all right. Is <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> great? Okay. This is also from Urban Dictionary. It's a gender-neutral daddy. Ooh, that's the definition, just gender-neutral daddy? Yep. Ooh. I'm gonna, I don't know how to pronounce it, but most gender-neutral gender neutral things that I'm familiar with replace things with an X. So I'm gonna say it's exaddy or shaddy or zaddy with an X? You are correct. I think they pronounce it zaddy. I'm not sure. But yes, you are mm, correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, smarts. well, I have to put a gender neutral daddy in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got two more. Are you ready? Okay, spaghetti. You are five for fighting. Okay, <laughs> I was literally five for eight. Just, right before we jumped on the Skype call together, I was literally just singing, I'm fifth. Teen for a moment. <laughs> I think my dad was whistling it downstairs. Caught in between and running We're beautiful. Never it's so fucking catchy, though, honestly. Yeah. Okay, we have two more. Okay, okay, okay. So, according to Brett Gelman, a sexy man of Hebrew origins with a great big beard and bald head. Oh. Hmm. 
Hebrew origin, big beard, bald head. Ah, uh, so I know you can do this. I know you can do this. <laughs> this so. Um, I'm torn between Jaddy and Chaddy. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the road less traveled and say it's Chaddy. <laughs> no, it was Jaddy. A Jewish daddy. <laughs> I appreciate your road less traveled attempt, though. <laughs> so you're five for nine. All right, so five for nine. Are you gonna end this with a full fifty percent, or just over a full fifty percent, or sixty percent? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a full sixty percent or sixty percent. Full blown sixty. Are you gonna pass in college with a sixty, or are you gonna fail in college with a fifty? Well, you technically <laughs> don't fail if you can just pay to take the class again the next year. Oh yeah, this is, and also <laughs> this specific class is just pass fail, and you, you, uh, you if uh. you if you had fun, you won. Um, which is what That's my PE right. teacher said, so you passed. <laughs> <laughs> this last one comes to us direct from Urban Dictionary. Very good. Any human who is sexually aroused by common household chairs. This fetish for gyrating can also be extended to lounges, sofas, and recliners. <laughs> Oh, my God. You're not going to get it. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to get it at all. Come on, you got to try so that. Sexually aroused by chairs, lounges, sofas. And recliners. Is it, sorry, is it sexually aroused by the sight of them or by sitting on them? Because those are different just words in my brain. Them. It, just I buy them. I think just okay. buy them. I think perhaps okay. both. I think maybe, like, you can look at a person that you, you know, and be like, that person's hot as hell. And, like, and you can also sit on that person. Maybe you are also aroused when you sit on them. I think maybe it's both. Okay. Okay. I'm going to guess. Um, I'm trying to think of like a good prefix for sitting. I'm going to guess shady. Like a chaise lounge, but with an <laughs> Addy in it. <laughs> I'm so sorry to tell you that is incorrect. Demont. The correct answer is craddy. Craddy. A craddy. I mean, obviously. <laughs> so you ended up with five out of ten. And honestly, I think that's really good for this that absurd game. <laughs> and so, I was I was this close to a six out of ten on Jaddy. You but were. I had to go with the oh, craddy. I yeah, I mean, I think that was a matter of principle. And right. I think you won for that one. You didn't get a mm -hmm. point, but you got a life point. Absolutely. I got a life point. <laughs> Thank you for playing this week's game of Name That Addy. I hope you all had fun playing the Addy game with us and got a couple of laughs, especially at Fatty. I, I know I did. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for saying that, person who's listening right now. It's weird that you can speak that in delay and into my microphone. Yeah, that's how time works. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're a weird, a weird old... Fart. You made an Addy game about zaddies and craddies and craddies. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, what fun. What fun we've had. I think it's time that we move along and have some more fun of a different kind. 
Ooh, like a horse. We're going to do an honest, honest discussion. How much horse would a horse, horse, horse of a horse, 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 horse? <laughs> two pounds. <laughs> two pounds. <laughs> a horse, 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 two pounds of horse, 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 horse. <laughs> uh, Last week, we played our fun create a tongue twister game that Mike and I just do uh, on accident. A lot of the time. (laughs) And we created two amazing tongue twisters. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, I highly recommend that you go and listen because we came up with some really good tongue twisters. And the game was good, too. I think I did the best on that game I've ever done on any game on this show. You did V good. And, you know, the tongue twisters themselves were entertaining, but it's really the look inside our brains and how we get to that tongue twister that really is Mm -hmm. fascinating. It's just, it's really a look into who we are as people. <laughs> right. You see into our souls. Right in. With your spectacles. Or without. <laughs> you don't have to have spectacles. Just because you have perfect vision doesn't mean you have to rub it into me in my <laughs> shitty eyes. <laughs> <laughs> don't rub your shitty vision in my eyes. <laughs> uh, Mike, why don't you tell us what we're going to talk about this week? Ooh, uh, I want to talk about saving for retirement as a millennial. Um... And what you do, what I do, what people should do. I want to begin by saying we are not financial advisors. We are not telling you how to spend your money. I'm just curious, like, what are the options out there and what do we think people should be doing? Yeah. Because it's very different. I will I will start with a short little tale of when I was a young lad and I was starting to get my a first paychecks. A young laddie. A young laddie. Starting to get my first paychecks. And really the only advice that I got was from my dad who said – just put 10% of everything that you make of every paycheck into a savings account and don't touch it. And that was like the only financial advice that I ever got. And I've, I've discovered over the last 15 years since then, that's like, that's bad advice. Like putting it into a savings account. There's more you can do. Like that's a, that's a good start, but that's less of a savings for retirement, more of a, savings for oh no i have a lot of health care bills or yeah. i had a car wreck and i need to buy a new car or something like that like what you just like one big expense saving for a big expense yeah yeah so i just want I'm, I'm curious like what have you done in the past what do you do now um what should people or what do you think more people should be doing that no one's doing that, mm-hmm. that kind of thing that's what i want a discussion to be as today because i do think a lot has changed since our parents grew up uh, a lot has changed. Now, uh, you know, when our Everyone parents grew up, you could just have... bonds, uh, war bonds, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, like, I don't even know what that is or where I would war get it bonds. now. bonds. <laughs> yeah. And back then, you could get a job that could support you and a family of five with that's, a high school degree or just a bachelor's degree. Now you have to have at least a master's, sometimes, sometimes even a doctorate, to get anything to pay you even a little bit. Yep. People with doctor yeah, degrees still need to shambles. get paid enough sometimes. So yeah, this discussion I really wanted to be about like millennials and Gen Z, like yeah. people who the economy's broken for us, it's destroyed. Like literally owning a house is like the biggest thing that's it's looming like over our. It's such a dream. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like oh my god, ooh, I can't wait to be eighty and hopefully have a house by the time I'm dead. <laughs> um, I'm gonna so... die in a home I own, <laughs> not a home I rent. <laughs> Uh, so you're right, yeah, it's, it's changed a lot in that aspect as well, because they could just be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go be, um, I'm going to make minimum wage bagging groceries and have enough money to support my family of four and a big enough home for all of us as well. 
What and a dream. That's definitely not the case anymore. No, it's not. Well, let's start with, since you mentioned your dad said, your dad mentioned the savings. Let's start there. Yeah. Um, this is not the only thing you should do by any means. Um, but if you're going to have a savings account, which you should, you should have a high yield savings account. Uh, such as uh, you and I, I believe, both use Barclays. Are you still with Barclays? Yeah. It took me It took and me a while to realize that. But yeah, I'm with Barclays now too. In interest, not on this past year of taxes, but the or this past year of income, but the year before, I made over $100 in interest. Yeah. This year, I think I made like 60 or 90. I forget what the first number looks like. I forget if it's a right part side up or an upside down. <laughs> and part was of that I looking is at it I, this way? Or was, or was I way? looking at it this way? Part of that, the reason it's less this year is because I made less this year because my hours were cut due to the pandemic and because my the the uh, APY Yeah, yeah the APY yield. has gone down considerably because of the economy. Yeah. Uh, like, it was like almost up to last, 2% it, uh, the year before the was. pandemic and now it's at like half a percent. Uh, last I checked, it was at 0.4%. Ugh, Wolf yeah, McDuck. It's, it's bad. It's Wolf McDuck indeed. Let's see. <laughs> I can look right now and tell you if it will read my face. Will you read my face? Thank you, phone. Thank you, phone, for reading my face. You're welcome. It is currently at, yeah, 0. 0.40, which is not a lot. It's still more than you would make with a savings account with like Bank of America or a yeah. Chase or fifth, 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 fifth third? Is that what your bank yeah. was? Fifth third bank? Correct. Yeah, those uh, often, people don't realize this, but like the savings accounts there, like, oh yeah, and you know, put stuff like in it. Interest zero increases. something. It's yeah, point zero zero one or point zero zero two for most of those. And it's like, that's not going to get you anything. Anything. So you need a high yield. You and I use Barclays. Uh, Casey uses, I think it's called Marcus. It's part of gold. I think it's part of like Goldman something or other. Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs, I think. Marcus Savings account. Um, and I will tell you, so the, the company that I work for has a, it, it is part of Goldman Sachs. So Marcus by Goldman Sachs. So, um, the company that I work for has a financial advisor on staff for all of us. And these are the two accounts that he recommends most for or the two savings accounts, um, one or the other. They, they're both pretty similar. Uh, usually, generally, they have the same APY rate um, throughout the pandemic and when they've been decreasing. There have been times when my Barclays has been like 0.1 or 0.05% less than what Casey's Marcus was at. But prior to that, we were at the same amount, uh, the same APY. They're both very good. I highly recommend that before you open a savings account, though, you research the best ones um, and just make the decision for yourself which one you want and which one best suits your needs. But uh, I highly recommend Barclays or Marcus. They're both very good. Um, There's also a special type of savings account you can do too if you're <clears throat> looking to not touch that money. So like you mentioned, yeah, hey, I'm, I forget I'm what looking this is called. to. It's a CD, I think it is. That sounds right. Yeah. So it's like for six months at a time, or for twelve months at a time, 
as long as you don't touch that money, like it will have like four percent interest instead, and that's oh, something like, that you can you get in two thousand dollars. And that yeah, exactly, and that that no matter what, even with the economy, that rate doesn't go down, so long as you right. don't touch it within that amount of time, which is great. Right. So if you if you have a chunk of money that you're like, I want this to last a while, and and I'm not saving this for oh my car i have to get a new transmission on it or something like that and i have to pull the trunk and change out like this is something that like this money is for saving i'm putting it away that might be a good option for you too at least in the the short terms too yeah it's very important to have a savings account um it it theoretically when you do retire you will still have the savings account so that's really good because you'll have that already and that's post after tax dollars which is really good. Um, so ass- assuming or hoping or whatever that you can get that to a good amount, you'll have that good savings when you retire. Um, but most people, at least in this, I think in the world, but in this country at least, a lot of them don't even have a savings account, let alone have even a couple thousand dollars in savings. So it's just important to have that, especially in the, in the event, like we've seen within the last year, you lose your job. Um, you get furloughed, you get laid off, anything like that. It's just important to have that, especially if you rent or don't fully own, like, or if you're still paying off a mortgage. Um, that, that way you can kind of have a buffer on yourself to pay your, your bills and whatnot until you can get back on your feet. Uh, so that's just really important, just sort of to set you up to begin with. Yeah. And uh, thank you for mentioning the CDs. That is a huge thing. It's, I didn't know about those until... The pandemic, Casey was telling me about them. I didn't realize about them. So that's fantastic. Yeah, they're things I've never used myself, but it's, yeah. I, like, I, I was aware of them, but I was always like, for most of my life, I've lived paycheck to paycheck. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't wait for payday so that I can buy groceries or so that I can go see a movie or whatever it is. Eat. So, <laughs> so uh, I had never thought, I never thought about. Oh man, I would love to put a large amount of money in a thing where I can't touch it ever again. Like I'd never considered using that. Right. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of people, I'm sure, get like you know, uh, have have come into like some sort of an inheritance, or like family has given them some something. You know, like have gifted them some money or something. Um, you know, unless you need that money right now, you know, if you've come into some money from for any any reason, it, it, put it into a savings as high yield as you can get it. And if any of that amount you feel comfortable and safe putting into a CD for any for, you know, and you can explore with your bank, uh, however, you know, the different options on length. That's a great idea. I mean, it's a great idea because you can you can generate more money for yourself that way. Um which is just a great idea. Now, after that, let's see. Do you think we've covered all of the savings account stuff? I think so. But uh, there are several other ways that I think people should be saving money yes. long term instead of savings accounts. I think you mm-hmm. brought it up already, like right up front. It's like savings accounts are good for they're they're low interest generally, so they're good for oh, I'm saving up in case of an emergency, or I'm mm-hmm. saving up to for to buy gifts at Christmas. So I'm putting pieces away throughout the year so I can buy presents without having to mm-hmm. load up a credit card. I oh, think that's yeah. what savings accounts are good for. But when you're saving long term, I think there are a lot of other better things out there. Yes. Starting with, actually, I want to bring up 
it's kind of a, a mix of the two. I think there are a lot of really good apps out there nowadays. And just like the smartphone and app economy right now has opened up a lot of possibilities. Mm-hmm. But I think there are apps like Acorns. Possibilities. You're right. <laughs> Rigatoni. Um, but have you ever used like an app like Acorns, which will take every single every single thing that you spend or every time you buy something, it will take the change left over, round it up to the next dollar, and put it in an account. I haven't, but I know about this. And you use that, That's, don't you? Or you did? I, I did a long time ago, like when it was first a thing, like, I don't know, six or seven years ago. Yeah, That's a good, I th- like, seem to remember when we were way. first living together, you were doing that, I think. Yeah. When I was when I was living, like, really paycheck to paycheck, uh, a lot of times I started thinking, like, there's no way I could put money away right now. I need every dollar I can get. But if it's just, like... 40 cents here, 20 cents there, and I don't have to actually do it. Like, that's a way to, like, stealthily steal from yourself and mm-hmm. put it into an account <laughs> without really like, really realizing that money is going away and steal missing Steal from it. yourself to give to yourself? It's a real Robin exactly, Hood yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I think that's a really good thing to look into. I've, I've taken that same mentality, and I've actually just applied it to just a weekly thing that I have occurring where it's like, I will transfer... 25 bucks a week just automatic transfer from my bank account because i know that that's small enough now that i won't really realize it's gone yeah so it, it's it's contributing to my thinking. savings over and over yeah so that's yeah a really good idea or whether it's something you set up yourself as a recurring transfer with your bank or something like that like, i think it's a really good option for people too as a way to steal from yourself little by little oh so good that's that's helpful and having a budget is good too um especially and there are there are good apps you can use for that as well casey uses an app i don't use one i probably should especially now that i'm making less i mean i'm making like liberty travel wages like pre-move into corporate travel kind of money right now it ain't cute yeah (laughs) it is not cute um but casey uses an app called mint and you can set up uh, you can set up like your budget of like I want to spend this much towards groceries, this much towards entertainment, this much towards eating out, this much towards whatever, and you can tie it to your credit cards, to your bank accounts, and your or, so I guess probably to your debit and your credit okay, credit cards, either one or both. And when you pay for something, the app reads what you've done and tells you what you've spent in each of these different things, so it sort of tracks for you what you've spent towards what you have de- like designated as a specific budget for this specific type of thing. Um, which is really good. I mean, that's really good and helpful. To, especially, it's just, an important, it's just important to keep your eye on your money all the time. Anytime you get a paycheck, look at it. Make sure it's right. Yes. Oh, my God. So many people don't do that. Like, so my job currently, I'm getting paid. We are working four days a week right now. They've cut our hours. So... I'm working 32 hours a week instead of 40 hours a week. Is that right? Yes, that's one day less, eight hours. There it is, math. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And over the Christmas holiday, I took close to two weeks off and I noticed that, and so what we have to do is you have to go in and request time off and I requested a full week off because I didn't wanna, you know, I wanted the full week off. And it automatically, unless my manager who does the pay, who like goes in and submits our hours, goes in and like thinks to change that. But like, why would she? Because 
she's been paying you know like it, it's it, when um when we log in and log out it's just been four days a week and she hasn't had to think about like mm, mm, don't want to do the five days and so the day after I got paid I went and I looked and I was like that's more than I'm used to <laughs> and so I told her and luckily I got to keep that money because it was from my vacation time so it was money that was essentially mine anyway but like you gotta keep an eye on your money because companies mess up nobody's perfect and it has happened where people have been paid for less than what they were owed yeah. you don't want that to be I, you I've heard I've heard horror stories uh, someone I know that like they accidentally got paid too much for one paycheck as well. And mm-hmm. then the company's like way of rectifying that, they didn't realize it at the time, but the company's way of rectifying that was just like, all right, we're not going to pay you as much as you should be paid next two weeks from now. And so they were like, fuck, we have all this money in our account and we spent it like thinking we had it. And now we were relying on having a full paycheck next week, but it's not there. And we're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, now we got a budget. We got to like, scrounge around and live off this small amount for the next two three weeks until also i will say if you notice you've been paid too much chances are it's gonna come back to get you that money (laughs) (laughs) um don't just assume that you got some sort of a an advance or bonus or raise that you weren't told about because usually you're going to be told about these things so don't just if you get paid more than you usually get don't assume that that's yours and that it wasn't an error, follow up on that because it is likely, and a lot of companies do that. Like if they overpay you in one month, they underpay you the next month to make up for it so that over the two-month period, your average is what you would get. Um, And that can really F with you and your budget as clearly as evidenced, is that even a word? As shown to us by the person you were speaking of. Um, You just gotta... Money ain't no, ain't no joke, honey. Especially in this economy. <laughs> like <laughs> in this economy. In this economy. So just like keep an eye on your money, at all times. Keep it on the traditional route, like four hundred one ks. Yeah. Are oh. something that I feel like a, a lot of us don't. The the meme of it all is. We went to high school and learned a bunch of useless shit when they should have been teaching us like fiscal responsibility and how Doing taxes work taxes and 401ks and, and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. Because honestly, and, I feel the same way. I had no, I still don't really understand 401ks, but I know that it's going into a place. I'm, I'm contributing money to it. Mm-hmm. My company is matching a certain percentage of that. And then um, at the end, like it's being invested on my behalf, whether I choose how it's invested or someone chooses that for me. Yep. But that's the thing that people, Often they're like, oh, I don't really understand it, so I'm just going to like overlook it or bypass it. Or they have a 401k from another company that they worked at, and then they move companies, and then they're like, oh, I, I should transfer that over so that it's now all part of one, or they have multiple ones everywhere. There are, And there are pros and cons to that, because yeah. uh, if you don't transfer it all over, you have a, more of a, what do they call it, a diversity of investment. Because I think in your in 401ks, the money that you put in goes into purchasing stock, does it not? Usually, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then you just you get to choose how that stock gets purchased, or you get to say yep. assign it automatically based on yep. whatever rules. But what what a lot of people don't, I mean, it's there, and people don't realize if your company matches four hundred one k contributions, 
Like if they match up to 6% and you're not contributing 6% of your paycheck, you're like, that's money that they're willing to give you towards you retiring that you are not taking advantage of. It's like, if you can afford to lose that extra couple of percent of your paycheck every month to go into that. Yeah. And it's pre-tax dollars that they take out as well. That's for, so yeah, that's the thing to remember. It is yeah. pre-tax dollars, so that's like you're going to get taxed on it whenever you pull it out at the. Whenever but it you helps retire. you. It essentially helps you on your taxes on your actual paycheck. Right. Like exactly. in the now, um, that's and that's super important because most companies will match a certain percent, like up right. to a certain percent. But in my company, currently is not matching. But that's because of I work in travel, and it's well, we all know. That, it, that ain't good right now. Um, but they would match, I forget the percent they matched up to. I think it was maybe up to six, or it might have been up to five. Uh, anyways, it doesn't matter. You know, it, usually they say we match up to this. That usually means you have to contribute at least that amount. Right. For them to match you. So make sure, you, make sure you, you're clear on your specific company's procedures and policies in that regard. Um, another thing you can do, and I had this with my first job here in Chicago, uh, I had an IRA. Yeah. Which is, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, again, not a financial advisor, and I'm not 100% clear on the difference between an IRA, and you've got traditional IRAs, you've got Roth IRAs, you've got simple right. IRAs. Uh, I don't know. I think the what difference in the, the Roth is that it's post tax dollars. Roth is versus versus pre-tax dollars, which means okay. that whenever you pull it out of your IRA, you won't get taxed on it because you've already paid taxes on that money. That's good. But I think yeah, I think that's a really important thing to think about too, because sometimes like companies don't set up four hundred one ks on your behalf, or they don't match, or anything like that, and then it's up to you, especially if you're a contracted employee. Like yes. your saving in your retirement is up to you. So if you're you, a contracted employee, you probably um, have a, what a nine nine. Which means you are gonna owe a lot more taxes at the end. Like the 1099, was, yeah. 1099, right, right, right. So yep. with my first job, it was pretty legal that I was considered a contracted employee because I was an office manager. It was a way for my boss to skirt the system and pay fewer taxes. Um, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, I, uh, making <laughs> like $20,000 a year, as a 1099, you're, that's, that, that's considered um, self-employed, I think, a lot of it is what, the, is what that's considered. And you owe a lot of taxes at the end of the year. Yeah. A Because nothing's lot. being taken out from your paycheck yeah. every single time. You owe a lot at the end of the year. And it really hurts. It sucks. Which is another good reason to have a savings account, especially if you are self-employed or a 1099 that that sort of a thing man um yeah okay sorry i just looked up an, a roth ira and it's it says it's it's um it's an individual retirement plan that's what ira is an ira is uh it bears similarities to the traditional but contributions are not tax deductible and qualified distributions are tax free well, like distribution, so like taking it out rather than yeah, contributions, putting into it. Yeah. Yeah. A traditional IRA allows individuals to direct pre-tax income towards investments that can grow tax deferred. So you take taxes from it. So like in an IRA, you a four hundred one k you can you can only do through an employee an employer. Is that correct? I think so. 
In an IRA, you can do either through an employer or not through an employer. Is that right? Are they all through employers? I think IRA might be a self thing because it's called individual retirement account, right? Yeah. So I feel like yeah. it's like something so you set up by yourself. I think you can do that. For, and I'm, the only reason I, I wanted to clarify is because I know some people, and perhaps more than usual right now, are not employed. Right. So if they were uh, um, contributing to a 401k, they might not be now. And a lot of people like gig workers, um, waitresses, waiters, you know, service staff at a restaurant, places like that, um, don't have 401ks. Like their companies do not provide that service. Um, So it's important to have something like this that is separate from a savings account that does actually set you up for retirement. So if you are not employed, look into, even if you are employed and you have a 401k, just look into your diversifying your investments as well, because that's, that's a that's you know important as well but definitely like look into an IRA especially if you're not employed right now um that can really behoove you behoove in the future behoove you in the future uh, I really. wanted to bring up one that like this is really what the heart of the discussion I wanted to get into is like yeah. what do you think about the stock market as a I wish we would have learned the stock market in high school right I, feel I don't like this know is a anything tool. about it. I have no idea. When people are like, they're buying and selling stocks, I'm like, where do you go to do that? Is it a website? How, how do you do it? I literally do not know. That's what I feel like. I feel like as people who are middle class or lower, you the stock market is just like unattainable. You you think, oh, I don't know what that is. That's, say, that's like something rich people do on Wall Street. And it's like, I, have, I don't know how it works. But I... This whole Reddit GameStop situ- AMC exactly. situation has exactly. really turned the game on its head. Even me, like I've I've been lucky enough to work for a company that's like that's given me discounts on stock for the company, so I've been able to just like accrue it that way. But I didn't know. All I know is that like, oh, there's a price, and I'm making money on it, and my yeah. stock keeps going up, so I'm making money, so I'm saving it. And then, you know, recently I started like thinking. You know, I guess it's pretty easy to like look in this E-Trade app that my company set up for me and and look at other things and like can I just put money in there and buy stocks myself and sell it? What are the tax implications? I don't know. But you're right. This this whole GameStop thing that happened last month and everyone downloading the Robinhood app and like being able to take like control for yourself and say, "Yes, I can look into this. I can invest. I can find things that are going to be taking off. I can I can contribute to like surefire things like like apple or tesla or like uh amazon like those types of stocks that you know are just like going to continue to go up yeah and it's that i think is something that is changing the way i believe millennials and gen z should be investing yeah because those while they are like inherently riskier than a savings account with a defined percentage that is going to grow over time, however small that percentage might be, mm-hmm. it is still just an opportunity. Like that's how the rich people get rich. Yeah. You, Elon Musk is investing like 1.5 billion in Bitcoin or whatever, and it's just like Bitcoin, and we all, all- know what happened to Bitcoin, <laughs> and it's it's exploded right now. Yeah. But like I was thinking Bitcoin. about my <laughs> what best even friend is Bitcoin. <laughs> It's it's a cryptocurrency like it's a, a money that lives only on the internet and it's on the impossible internet, to trace yeah. or figure out where it comes from and, and but it's it's 
So I'm thinking about this from the lens of my best friend who like works his ass off, plans everything, is a touring gig musician. Um, not a Definitely gig musician, is not given different. a 401k through any employer. Exactly, right? And he was, you know, sitting around. I had I had jumped on the GameStop bandwagon and I was like, I'm going to jump in and contribute X amount of dollars. And then his guitarist, he was on, he was, you know, playing some shows. His guitarist was like, oh man, I just lost this much money or I made this much money on GameStop. And he realized, he's like, I'm out here busting my balls trying to make money and save for my future family and all this kind of stuff and for a house. And I'm like barely scraping by. And all of these people around me are saying, I'm investing in this and I just made a thousand dollars on this and I sold this stock and Dogecoin is going crazy. This fake joke cryptocurrency. Like Dogecoin? So like, Dogecoin. Yeah. Have you not heard of Dogecoin? It is blowing huh. up. Yeah. Nice. It's risen like hundreds of percent in the last couple of weeks. Wow. So like, so he was like, why am I not doing this? If yeah. other people can make money, why am I relying on like the traditional methods that, you know, hardworking blue collar people have us and blue collar people for decades. Yep. I feel like it's one of the, it's almost one of those systemic things. Like if you are from a low income family, you are set up to fail by not knowing about this. It is. And it's something that I think more people should be playing with. You're right. Here's the the caveat. Here's the caveat is that it's a little bit like gambling. Yeah. In fact, it's a lot of bit like gambling. And so it's while it is an opportunity that I think everyone should be taking advantage of. <coughs> and actually, Holden was talking about this on a podcast with another person. He did a guest spot where he's like, what if instead of giving people money every single month as part of like relief, what if we gave them a thousand dollars in stock that they could invest into whatever company they wanted to support or yeah. as an opportunity to like educate them and and so yeah, so it's it's a little bit like gambling, so it's a little bit dangerous. I don't you, like you've been saying like diversify, diversify. Do not rely on the stock market as your retirement plan because, as we all know, so several make times sure throughout you know where history, your money's it's crashed. Going. Research Especially into it, in your four hundred one k's and your IRAs, because if you mm-hmm. just say like do it for me, it can be anywhere, and you don't know what kind of companies you're supporting. So it's important. It's also just important to know what companies your money is supporting because if your money is supporting a terrible company i don't know like at some time it comes down to a point when it, with specific companies where it's it's, it's more of a i don't want to say moral Personal it is a little opinion. bit of a moral thing it, it can't yeah i mean the way i would view it is a moral thing another person on the opposite side might not view it as a moral thing um so maybe i would say personal opinion kind of a thing but like if if your money is supporting a company that you know, employs like child labor in China. I don't yeah. know, maybe don't. Even if, even if that, whatever that company is, gets you more, gets you a lot of money, there are other companies, like smaller companies that you can invest in that, that are growing. And that it's just really important just to know where your money's going and who your money is supporting. Because ultimately, yes. if your money is helping the billionaires that have already effed the rest of us, eff the rest of us even more, eh. Uh, you know, it, it, it comes down to personal opinion and personal preference because, right. yeah, maybe investing in this money is going to get you more money fast, in this company is going to get you more money fast, but at the end of the day, is that more important to you than uh, supporting the company that has these horrible practices? It's There's a lot to consider when you do it. And, of course, you have to figure out what is right for you, but um, really just... 
be smart about it. Know where your money's going. Yeah. And with the and if with the what you are talking about, and just like choosing for yourself what you invest. I mean, on top of and in addition to, uh, hopefully, in most cases, a four hundred one k and an IRA, or and or an IRA. Um, doing these and like choosing stock by stock for yourself what you invest in. Theoretically, you're gonna. I mean, not theoretically. Definitely, you're going to know the companies you are investing in. And theoretically, you know about the, whatever companies' practices right. and policies and whatnot. Um, and what I a good way a for us idea. to like, contribute to companies that like, we believe in. And it's a great way for us to voice our, our concerns or voice our support as consumers to these different types of companies. So I think it's great for that. But I, the, the warning is only invest in those what you could live without. Obviously, if it crashes or if you, if you, even that, there's there's two different ways you could play it. Like there's the long term strategy, like investing in something that's going to grow slowly over time, and then there's the like day trading, like the GameStop thing that came up last month, or AMC, yeah. or all of that kind of stuff that Dogecoin, like, where you Bitcoin, invest it and then sell it and sell it once it goes up. Right, and I feel like that's more of the fun type of thing. Whereas, like, I, that's the going to Vegas type of thing and, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to play craps or I'm going to play blackjack and yeah. I might come out big or I might lose a lot of money, but I am I can lose that money. That's And then there's also the investment kind of thing where you invest in those sherbets. But I think that's a, a an opportunity that's so It's a sherbet. But it's spelled sorbet. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't yeah, help so myself. I'm... I recently have become really like into, and you like, so just, you use E Trade. I actually I haven't done this at all, and I want to like look into it and explore it. Yes. So I use. Here's what I do. So this whole thing we've been talking about in in theories. Here's what I do. I contribute. I'm in a space right now financially where I can comfortably contribute a lot of my money into savings. So keep that in mind when I'm talking about like where I'm putting my money, um, because you might have to pick and choose or or pick what's right for you. I contribute a portion of my paycheck to a savings account, the Barclays that we talked about. Mm-hmm. I consider that my uh, my emergency fund. I consider that my, uh, I have a down payment for a car that I wanna buy as soon as I move back to California. That's what I'm putting in that account. Not something I'm expecting to grow a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I contribute a portion of my paycheck to my uh, 401k that my company matches so I make sure that I'm getting the most out of that. And that's something, again, I just leave and let go. I might use it. The There's all, all these different rules about it, but you can use your 401k as a down payment for a home. They just tax you more because you take it out early, I think, is what it is. The taxes are higher. It's, well, it's, it's tax-free because you're not taking it out. You're repaying it back. Mm. But you're, like, taking it out. So it's, it's basically a zero-interest loan. The caveat is if you stop working for the company, you are responsible for paying back that entire loan in full. Oh. At that so, so you better Oh, have so you can do this through, through the company you work for right now? Well, anyone can do that. Anyone oh. can take their 401k out as a down payment as a, on a home, like specifically that use case. Through the company that they work for. For a zero interest loan, yeah. You can't take it out and be like, I want to buy a boat, or I want to go on it vacation to, to Disneyland. House. It has to be a or down payment like on a home, yeah. yeah. So I, I contribute a portion towards that. I contribute a percentage of my house, of my house. <laughs> I'll never own a home. Just kidding. Uh, hopefully soon. I contribute <laughs> a portion of my paycheck as well 
into a stock purchase plan for my company as well. So I get to like every six months, a, a chunk of my paycheck goes to buying stock in that company, which over time has helped me out a lot as I just kind of tend to usually not use that. And I'll take out a couple shares every few years for odd and odd things here and there. When the stock that for the company you work for, I imagine is pretty stable yeah. as well. And, and it's, it's one of those that it continues to grow too. Yeah. But yeah. then the last yeah. thing that I've started doing recently is as I started getting into this, trying to take more control of the stock thing and, and understand it a bit more, is I've started contributing in August. In August, I decided I'm not going to rely just on this one stock for my company through this payment program. I'm going to start doing it myself. I'm going to invest myself. And I said, all right, the first thing I want to do is Tesla. It was in August, so Tesla was having this split where their shares were so expensive that they were cutting them to 20% the cost. So it was a lot more Jeez. accessible to people. Like, all right, yeah. I'm gonna buy a share or two shares. So to prep for that, I started putting, uh, I think it was like 35 bucks a week, just transferring automatically to my E-Trade account. Mm. So that when something came along like that, I would have a chunk of change to be like, oh, Tesla's dropped to a new low, or oh, I wanna invest in X company and they're at a good price right now. I have money already set aside for that. And it's not something huge, you know, for like 35 bucks a week. Like that's a lot for a lot of people. But um, so like keep it small and you don't have to buy huge part. Like the cool thing with Robinhood is that you can buy fractions of stock as well. So you can buy like, and, and I think maybe E-Trade does it too, but I haven't looked into it. But like you can buy 0.2 shares of Tesla instead of having to pay the entire share the price. The entire one share. Do you, yeah. um, do you, no, I, I'm asking you because I don't know anything about the specific type of investment, and I imagine a lot of the, our listeners probably don't either, just based off of how our country is run and how we're taught things. Um, yeah. Do you have specific recommendations on specific apps? Do these apps require like a membership fee? Do you know any of that stuff? As far as I know, you don't have to, like, none of these apps require fees. Okay, like e trade and everything, you can just set up an account and, and send money to it? I'm pretty sure, yes. I don't know whether it's because my account was set up by my company or not, but I'm pretty sure E-Trade, you can go in. I don't get charged any fees on making transactions, like buying or selling either. Um, Robinhood, I know, has no fees. And that's what really a lot of people have been using to Why break into like it. Why they like that app. It's kind of democratized the stock market a little bit. So I highly recommend Robinhood. And it allows you, like, you can buy stocks through E-Trade and a few other types of things, but, like, a lot of cryptocurrencies aren't there if you want to invest in aren't Dogecoin or something like that. But, aren't on E-Trade, right? But they are on the Robinhood app. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. That's good to know. That's good information. So, yeah, if I'm someone's looking to get so into much. it. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're looking to get into it, I highly recommend download the Robinhood app. I think they still have like a promotion where uh, when you join, they give you a free stock so you can Ooh. like invest that autom like automatically have an investment right off the, the bat. Um but but look into it. I really, yeah. really want, I think more people should be looking into the stock market Definitely. because it's it's allowed me to have a little bit of fun, but also get me like with some of the things that I, I sold AMC and like, cool, that's enough money that I could use now to buy a cool thing that I want, a cool gadget or go on a trip or whatever it is well, like and that I wasn't able to do before. And we've seen how the general public actually participating in this, uh, in this trade can and has affected the market. And yeah. now 
I love when you screw the rich. I love screwing the rich. <laughs> um, so like all these Wall Street people, oh man, I loved it when they were all complaining about how they lost their jobs and they had to like, well, I'm sorry, you've been fucking us from the start. Like the whole, the whole practice of these people like investing your stock and then selling it and then giving you just a teeny bit of the profits, but then they keep the bulk of the profits for themselves. Like that's mm -hmm. just bullshit. And that's just how yeah. the system is fucking us and keeping us from getting what we deserve based off of our own investments. Uh, and it's the system has also not taught us how to invest. That's why we have these people who fuck us. And so I'm just like, Clearly we've seen how this can really affect that market and how you can make the market work for you, sort of. I mean, if you get enough people to do it, like the GameStop and the AMC situation. Um, those are, to be, to be completely upfront, out, those, those are just, outliers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, those are outliers for sure. And a lot of people, myself included, lost money on GameStop. Oh, Because uh, they didn't, uh, part of it was, part of it was, you know, all of the hoopla around it and Robin Hood halting sales so they didn't go under and all that kind of stuff. And but that's bullshit too, though. Like, not, was, like halt. Yeah. I mean, they're being looked bullshit. into right now by the SEC for all of that too, so. And it wasn't just Robin Hood. I think several apps did that. Yeah. I don't remember all of them. I just remember seeing like AOC posting about some stuff, about how different, different apps yep. um, were not letting you buy, which is just, it's bullshit. It's like, look, I mean, and yeah, I know that's, that's an outlier and, um, that was a lot of people getting together via a huge like social media. It was Reddit, I think, right? Yep. Thing and uh, like that's never happened before in the history of the stock market, so far as I'm aware. Um, like definitely, those are outliers. But yeah. even still, you never know what you're gonna do, and you can definitely make money doing this. And the money that you make, you can reinvest in stocks you choose. You can, if, if yep. you want to, you can also move that to your IRA. You can move that to your savings. You can do, you, there's lots of different options once, you, once you've accrued this money or you've made this money or whatever. Um, you have options. Also, if you can afford it, I don't even know if they charge. Like if your bank, your bank has financial advisors, I don't think they charge you, maybe they do. I don't know, but you can also just find and hire a financial advisor and that they yeah. would like if they're like freelance financial advisors or something. I mean, there would be I'm sure, there would be a fee for that. But a lot of a lot of companies have that. Like you mentioned, yours yeah, does, mine, mine does. does like, yeah, financial advisor. You can call and just ask. My financial advisor. When I was looking great. into buying a car, I was like, I just called the person and I'm like, how much down payment? I literally have not owned a car in ten years. How much of a down payment should I save up for? Uh, what should I be asking for? How do I haggle? How do I? How do I like, haggle? That kind of yeah, stuff. yeah. And they were like, "Well, here's some tips for you." And it's like, it's yeah, look into it. If you can do a financial advisor sexually, <laughs> just kidding, not sexually. <laughs> um, I, it's. I think it's great. It's a. It is um, a source that would a resource that could be so beneficial to you. Just even if you just meet once or twice, maybe thrice just to sort of get the lay of the land and sort of help you get the knowledge that you need. I think it, it I mean, it pays you back in the end. Yeah. So here's my, here's my final takeaway. Soapbox summary <laughs> takeaway. Yeah. More people should be looking into the stock market mm -hmm. like yourself and myself. Yeah. So many, a huge percentage of us just assume that it's something that we can't do. 
or that we will never understand or that's not an option for us, but it is. And thanks to app economies and things like like Robinhood, like it is more accessible now than it has ever been. And it, it honestly is not too difficult to understand how it works. So like there are YouTube videos, there are articles, like look it up, look into it. It's worth it. It'll pay off for you. You can really teach yourself that. all about this via the interwebs, I'm sure. Yeah. And then the the work part of it is then figuring out what you would invest in. So, and you um, have to monitor that as well. Yeah, right, I imagine it is it is accessible. You should be looking into it. That's the message I want to put out there. And I'm going it, like, to and traditional savings accounts. Ten percent of your paycheck into a traditional savings account for the rest of your life is not cutting it anymore. <laughs> Diversify. Diversify your investments. that was a really good that was a really good conversation i learned a lot because i um i've always like i've known people that like i'm like oh i bought this stock i sold this stock and i was just like head up in the clouds i don't know what you're talking about i don't know what's going on we never learned this they never taught us this but you had to learn all sorts of really difficult honors geometry no ap (laughs) geometry honors or ap geometry bullshit that i've never used since and all this freaking nonsense i had to read beowulf But they didn't teach me. You had to read Beowulf so you could understand the Angelina Jolie version of the movie. (laughs) That I've never seen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, man, the school system really helps you, but it also Fs you as well. Because it doesn't teach us the things that we actually... Oh, fuck. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. When you're in college, this isn't going to pass. When I'm in college, this isn't even going to be a thing, Mrs. (laughs) Whoever my teacher is. It's bullshit. Well, so I'm going to start looking in the stock market. Are you? You should. To the, you should. To the general, everybody listening and watching, uh, I think we all should. And then we should talk about it. And then we should all just be like, well, this is what I invested in. And blah, 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 and do 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 Hashtag A-A-W-Y stock. <laughs> 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 boop, boop. Hashtag. Oh, that was great. That was fantastic. And so we should be just chatting about it on our Twitter. You can find us at twitter.com slash A-A-W-I? No, we don't have one. Affable idiots. Man, 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 life. Man, life, and the living is easy. (laughs) (laughs) You can, yes, please twit at us about it. Um, And I'll twit back at you. I know this isn't the right word, but I'm just saying it because it's fun for me. No, I Um, mean, uh, technically it's twat. Right. Twit, twat. Twat. Tweet at us and we'll twat back. <laughs> <laughs> you twats. <laughs> um, so that would be at Affable Idiots uh, on the Twitter. Uh, you can also find your all of your favorite video game content on the Respawning Fire mm, mm, on the mm. Twitter. Uh, Where if you are curious about the whole GameStop stock thing, we literally last week spent an hour talking about it and Holden went through an Boom. entire timeline of everything that happened. Boom. You should go listen to that. I hear it was great. I, I'm just assuming it's great. I didn't hear it was great. It was. I'm just it was assuming good. because I was, it was. I was nervous going was in Mike that it was going to be way over people's heads, but <laughs> it ended up turning into a great discussion. It ended up being great. I mean, it's Mike and Holden, or, or as you guys might know him, Chad and Holden. That's me. doing a podcast. Uh, you can also find us, please, on the Yub Tub. 
That's uh, mm-hmm, slang mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. YouTube. You can find uh, our weekly videos, all of us. The you know this this whole thing that we've recorded. You can find it if you want to see our faces moving, and our lips. If you want to see our mouths moving and words coming out. Sometimes or, our faces without our lips. And sometimes our mouths move, but no words. So if you want to see any combination therein, <laughs> please find us on the on the YubTub. Uh, on YouTube, we do have an and also with you specific uh, links channel. in the bio right now. Links in the bio. Go and look at us. You can see me put my hand by my mouth when I sing. Um, there's also one for your funny content on the Affable Idiots. And then there is, of course, the Respawn Aim Fire, where you can see their videos as well if you want to see their faces doing any combination of the movements that we just discussed. Now, it is our common practice to end each episode on a parting positive thought. And this week is no different. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of, it, the spirit rose inside of me, you know, yeah, and okay. said, just do it. And so I did it. I love it. <laughs> when the spirit moves, you guys, you just got to act. Unless it's a crime, don't do it then. Unless you get, unless you know you won't get caught. <laughs> and then maybe then. It's a victimless crime. It's a victimless crime. Casey tore uh, an icicle off of a building the other day to get our dog excited. And I thought, it's a victimless crime. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. This week's quote comes to you live from Eleanor Roosevelt. (laughs) (laughs) Let me go hold the microphone up to her grave. (laughs) To her grave. She has been credited with saying, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. Do the thing you think you cannot do. Like the stock market. Like the stock market, yeah. Amen. It comes full circle. I always like that quote. I, the do the thing you think you cannot do thing, it's just, I think that's inspirational. Yeah. Love it. Well, that brings us to the end of yet another episode. It's been fun. This was a great conversation. Our game was stupid as hell. Thank you for joining us. So many us. Addies. <laughs> As always, hugs and kisses. Hearts and sharts. Shardy farts.